Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player a preference by searching for Sift Pop. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a Studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Folks, welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Uh, my name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in and downloading. I'll tell you what, we've got R.D. Reynolds. R.D., what's going on? I am just, I am ready to talk Lupita. Oh, I'm ready to talk oh, Pitch. Oh, Lupita. I'm ready to talk, I'm ready to talk Magic Umbrellas. I'm ready to talk uh, the dust that makes you uh, dream when oh you're awake. I, I am ready for all of it, man. I love it. Uh, I'll tell you, the uh, best part um, of this thing uh, is just, for me, I think it's the, uh, oh, let's see, all the, ch- all the kids of the world, and we're going to, uh, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have the, uh, <laughs> we're going to have, uh, let's, let's show you all these kids and what they're doing, and uh, each kid's going to sing in their own national, you know, in their own dialect, and it's going to be phenomenal. But it's like, and then Santa's face throughout the whole whole thing is he's playing he's playing piano, and it's just like ridiculous. So, I love it. I, I I think it was something that was probably looked really cute on in on paper. Yes, the execution, and I often wonder. Okay, if I if I if I spoke Spanish and I watched <laughs> the original version, if it would wind up cuter than the English version is. Yes. But I think those kids, especially the one, and they start with the kids from Africa. Oh, hey, by the way, oh. that, hey, we talk about this a lot uh, on, on our show, things that just could never be done today. And that is like, whole, well, all of the, like, not all the nationalities are done in such a cartoony way. That is unbelievable. Like, that is like, wow. <laughs> Well, I mean that—that's right up there with uh, another one of my, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies is Holiday Inn with Bing Crosby. Oh yeah, yeah. And they—they do—they do a an uh, a, a Lincoln's birthday number. Oh gosh. Where he oh, no. and he and his <laughs> his uh, his girlfriend—they're uh, both in blackface. Well, you and know, even they, even they even Bing in blackface was shaking his head no. <laughs> At the beginning of uh, what I call El Santa Claus with the with the African children, exactly, it is unbelievable. So, 
you uh, this movie. Let's tell tell folks where when was the when was your first experience with this movie? Uh, I think my first experience with this movie was I think it probably was on Mystery Science Theater. Right, me too. And um, what was funny is um, I watched it. I loved it on there. Again, yes. I love Christmas movies. Um, but when I met my wife, we started and we met right before Christmas. And she said, do you, do you like any, uh, you know, Christmas movies? Let's talk Christmas movies. <laughs> and she said her dad would always bring home these strange Christmas movies. Yes. Like not standard stuff. He would just go find them. I don't even know where. And one of them, she goes, there's this one where uh, Santa uh, like battles the devil. And I go, oh, yeah, of course. No, let's let's talk Lupita. <laughs> and it, that was actually something very early on in the relationship oh, that I have with my, my woman that would become my wife. We started talking about it and we yeah, we, we were just like, oh, man, this is something we'll we'll always cherish together oh, that my. no one else will know about. Because at the time we thought we're the only two people on the planet that have any clue what this movie is. And now it's kind of got this underground following. Thanks a lot to, you know, Mystery Science Theater. Well, and it is uh, it's just one of those. It's I don't want to say it's a cult classic, but it's such a weird like I it's just a weird adventure. Like uh Merlin the magician is in this. Uh where where did he come from really? Why well, I mean how's he I've never associated Merlin and Santa or Merlin and I was going to say you, you make Christmas. that sound like there was there, there there's not some uh, it, standard connection with this you make it sound like it's something strange that merlin the magician would would show up weird that it's so. okay we've got satan it, it, basically though satan in the movie and we will we'll delve deeper into this uh but satan in the movie is like just this booming voice am i right that is correct behind a, a lot wall of, people of flames yeah, you, you have that right because a lot of people get confused and they're like, oh, man, this is Santa taking on the devil. No, and, and no, I no, 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 no. He's taking on the devil's henchmen. Just one of his like, minions. This is just this is just him taking on. I don't know. He's taking on to, to, you know, wrestling wise, it would be taking on Midian. If it were the corporate ministry from the uh, late 90s, it would be right. uh, taking Midian or Viscera on maybe. Right, instead of taking on the Undertaker. Yeah, you, yeah, you we're not taking the Undertaker on. Correct. Right, mm-hmm. we're not or Vince Mc, or Vince McMahon. We're not even taking any any of the main guys on. We're taking on one of his little minions. So right, maybe the an, an impish yeah. man named Pitch. <laughs> Pitch, so weird. And the and the uh, the the Mister Science Theater version of this, folks. If you're listening to this, and you really want you really want a full on experience, I, I feel like if you will go. Uh, find it online, and actually, I found it for free. Is it Tubi? TV? T-U-B-I. It's an app you can get if you have like a Roku TV. You can download uh, Tubi TV for free, and you can watch this episode for free on there. Which of, it, of, in, of Mr. Science yeah. Theater, which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah, you have to. And, and the other thing that's interesting is we, we talk about the Mystery Science Theater episode. The Mystery Science Theater episode yes. was actually a truncated version, an abridged version of the movie. So there oh. are several missing scenes, oh. including uh, including one that uh, you know I can't believe they cut, which is one with the he goes to like a blacksmith that makes a key for him. Oh, so he can and, open up every everybody's door if he has to. Right, and and the blacksmith is this big burly 
uh, redheaded guy <laughs> with a giant beard, and he's completely shirtless. Interesting. And he looks like a bearskin, uh, just a red, uh, redheaded bearskin <laughs> rug. It's, it's how they how they left that out. I'll never know. Oh, oh! This movie is unbelievable, folks. And if you've never here's there's this folks. If you're listening to this on the radio or you're listening to this uh, in podcast form, and you're like, okay. I downloaded Santa Claus. I thought, I guess I miss a, I, I didn't understand the spelling because I thought I got one of the Tim Allen movies, The Santa Claus. No, this is Santa Claus from 1959. And the movie we've described up to this point, you're probably saying, what the heck am I, am I listening to right now? Uh, if you've never seen it, folks, I'm telling you, find it online. Uh, you, like I said, there's a couple spots you could, like I said, you can, you can see it in its entirety on, uh, Honestly, YouTube has the movie in its entirety, which is right now. So if you just, I'm saying you can just go and just watch someone's stream that they've put up there. Uh, you can watch it on there. So kind of fun. Yeah, you can get it on there. The other thing is they have released a Blu-ray of it. Oh and my I gosh. urge everyone, I <laughs> urge everyone to watch, to get the Blu-ray of it. If you have any, even a passing interest in it, because in addition to the main movie, yes. uh, which we're discussing today, they also made a series of shorts oh using clips uh, from the movie and then additional filmed footage from uh, these different Santa Claus amusement parks. Weird. And yeah, they have three of them. And you want to talk about how Merlin the Magician doesn't fit in? You will also, if you watch these shorts, you'll get uh, to meet Stinky the Skunk, Puss in Boots, and Ferocious Wolf, who is a foreman who, no joke, complains incessantly about his never-ending ulcer. Oh. Now that's audio. That's, that's video uh, gold right there, my friend. Well, Absolutely. It is time. Uh, it is time for some deets, the details of the movie. Uh, Santa Claus, directed by Rene Cardona. And the English directions by a guy named Ken Smith. Uh, written by Adolfo Torres Portillo and Rene Cardona. Uh, let's see. The uh, There are no on-screen credits uh, for the English language speaking people. So, like, the voice actors of that don't get any credit in this. Narrated by Ken Smith. Um, uh, editor. I'm going to give credit to the editor for editing, <laughs> editing this thing together. Jorge Bustos. And uh, release date in Mexico was uh, November 26, 1959. And the release date uh, in the U.S. was October of 1960. Um, really, that's about it. That's about all I got on the... I don't have a... I don't have a box office for Mexico. And it's old enough to where they don't... You know, they didn't track those things the way we track them now. So Lots of pesos. That was the box Many, office. Many. Muy, muy peso. Muy dinero. Is what I say. Um, are you game for um, a 30-second synopsis? Absolutely. Would you be willing to take a shot at a 30-second synopsis for our friend uh, Santa Claus? This is R.D. Reynolds uh, biting off uh, Pitch and Merlin and Lupita and Santa Claus, who laughs like a, like a uh, Dr. Evil uh, henchman. Or like Doctor Evil, <laughs> anyway. he does have a he has a delightful laugh. It's very delightful. So here we go, thirty <laughs> seconds synopsis for Santa Claus. Artie Reynolds, uh, ready and Lupita. El Santa Claus is a fantastic Mexican movie. 
depicting Santa Claus in his element, delivering toys and gifts to children throughout the world yes. while battling the evil pitch. He flies around the world. Yes. Actually, he only goes to about three countries, but he has reindeer. He has to wind up like little toys. Yes. And they laughed in the most evil manner possible. <laughs> <laughs> they laugh the whole movie. Oh, every, yeah. Everything, yeah. Like, every, everyone is laughing. Like, this is a very jolly, a holly jolly movie. Very mm-hmm. much so. It doesn't because, really make sense a lot of the times when they laugh, but, you know, they, they like to laugh. Yeah, they're just excited about, about all the things that they get to, uh, to experience in this movie um you get like i said we and we'll get to the plot right but we're about to come on in a break we got about 20 minutes 20 seconds here but uh you get um a great shot to open the movie up we're we're in we're in the underworld we're in the in hades uh and we've got uh little demons around and uh we're we're at first introduced to pitch and when we uh, i'll tell you what when we come back we're gonna have more with rg reynolds we're talking santa claus and we're gonna talk about pitch Merlin the Magician, and Santa. And we're going to laugh maniacally. <laughs> Folks, welcome back. Uh, we are here on the Horrible Movie Podcast with our great friend, R.D. Reynolds. R.D., you brought Santa Claus to uh, the audience, the fine folks. Are you? I, uh, tell us about yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, how much you love it. Uh, we, and during the break, we were talking about uh, another Christmas movie. Feel free to... Uh, tell folks that they should watch that one as well. Oh yeah, well we'll we'll, we'll do that real quick because I uh, will obviously need to spend the bulk of our time on on El Santa Claus. Um, the other one that I advise people watch is a Melissa Joan Hart Mario Lopez epic uh, called Holiday in Handcuffs. <laughs> and Holiday in Handcuffs, you 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 think, man, what kind of movie is that? Yes, you know, it sounds like something that's a little blue so to speak yes and oddly enough it is kind of lewd yes. in 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 a way that should have never shown up on fox family but here's the gist of that movie is melissa joan hart uh she has to go be with her family at christmas and her family is she feels so much pressure from her family to always be um you know the good daughter and so she finally has a boyfriend, this rich, well-to-do, uh, smarmy guy. And he, she's going to take him home to the family. Mm-hmm. But she's working at this diner. Oh, my he gosh. Comes in, he comes into the diner and he says, yeah, I'm not going with you to your parents for Christmas. Okay. And she's, she's like, well, you, you promised me you would. And he goes... And he says this again on Fox Family. Oh no! Okay. Yeah. In and and in, in in the in the story, she's 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 working in this diner in this full diner, and he goes, "Well, yeah, that's because you know you hadn't slept with me yet." Oh my god! <laughs> so she she gets dumped in the middle of this of this restaurant. She absolutely loses her sanity in a vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock style just trip. Oh, wow. And she decides, okay, I still have to go to my family. I have to find someone to take with me. My boyfriend okay. just dumped me. So she kidnaps <gasps> at gunpoint. Oh, my gosh. AC Slater, Mario Lopez, yes. and takes him 
to, you know, out into the middle of nowhere with this, you know, oh so that she, so that he will be her boyfriend. Well, and, it, and that's a great that's a, actually a great preview. You did a very good back of the box uh, preview for this movie. Yes, that and it's available, folks. I, I know I saw it on Hulu recently. I'm saying I saw it, it the ad, you know, it's on the little cover art for for it. Uh, so I'm going to go home and watch this thing. This is yeah, and we, Christmas. We that was Christmas in handcuffs, year, right? That's our that's our Christmas next year. It's Christmas yeah. in handcuffs, starring Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart. Yes, holiday in handcuffs. Holiday, holiday. in handcuffs. So okay, yeah. now let's segue back. Now that we've uh, given our sponsor Hula some love, <laughs> back to Santa Claus, 1959, um, a yeah. Latino movie, a Spanish language movie that yes. then was brought to the U.S. And sub uh, overdubbed, not subtitles, but overdubbed uh, in English. Uh, let's start start us out here, Artie. I want you to lead the plot discussion on this movie. Uh, you are the master of this. You've told me you can you can talk for days on Santa on on this one. I love this movie. Well, tell <laughs> me. And, and it, it's 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 horrible. It, it's not a necessarily a good film, but it's just. It's so fascinating to watch. So Santa Claus, he goes and he brings, you know, presents to the, the children of Earth. He and, and when I say children of Earth, that is because <laughs> he doesn't live at the North Pole. He lives above the North Pole, like on another planet or something. In in heaven. And is it say the end of the movie says in heaven? Yes. So he, he there are three different clouds. Uh, one of which Santa Claus lives on, the one. other of which uh, um, it is my assumption that is heaven with God and Jesus. Wow. And I don't know if the third is where his friend Merlin like is, hangs out, and then they just you know comes over for like a barbecue or something. So Merlin, with Santa Merlin, Claus. And, and Merlin. By the way, this this is the part that I was like, where? Why did the creator of this add Merlin the magician? Like we're talking, guys, we're talking. Knights of the Round Table, uh, sword, uh, sword in the Stone. Is that the right name of that? Of the sword, yeah, in the sword in the Stone. Yeah, yeah. Merlin, Merlin, and and so Merlin is there uh, with Santa Claus. So Santa Claus has lives in this cloud, and he has he lives in a basically a castle. Has all kinds of surveillance equipment. Yeah, it's a weird Which place. makes sense when you think about it because, you know, he knows when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. Yes. So how would he know that? Well, he would need a boss surveillance system. Yes. And so he has that. You know, he has the magic eye. He has this, uh, the, the hear-all ear, which is basically an oscillating fan with a de- <laughs> detached ear on it. Yes. And then, and then some weird most, mouth. What was that weird yes. mouth thing? I, I, I tell me about that. that that's that's the uh, the teletalker. Oh my god! And um, I didn't quite understand. Oh, I think the teletalker is allows him to say things to uh, to the children, which is kind of weird because they're these three kids, and and they're they're the three bad kids in the movie. Yes, they do bad things. They like throw a rock in and through this the storefront window. Yes. And Santa would talk into it and say, Hey, I see you guys are being bad. I know, you know, Unreal, I know. Too. And he can awful. only go to earth. He can only come to earth Christmas Eve. And he uh, basically once a year, right? 
So Fact. he can't go down and help correct these kids. He has to see, just watch them uh, from afar using his surveillance technology. Right. Um, right. So tell the opening of the movie. Go describe the opening of this movie with uh, the different uh, countries of um, different children of the world uh, being yes. represented. So uh, the the it opens. He's playing a, a giant uh, organ. Um, looks like something at like a Catholic church or something. (laughs) And he will, um, he will, you know, play different songs for different countries. And it comes up and it will say like USA, Mexico, Italy. And so he'll play a little song that is, you know, suggestive of that country. Uh, they will show kids that are dressed up playing with toys, quote-unquote making toys, but they're basically just playing with toys. And they uh, sing a little song in their native in their native language. They, it, you have to keep in mind, this is 1959, and I'm sure they never thought, man, we're going to make this movie, and you know, 60 years later, people are going to be discussing it on the internet and worldwide, right? Right. Uh, so they made this movie. It's a, in, in many ways, it's a product of its time. So they show <clears throat> like children from Africa, and they are the most – today we would just say this is the most racist thing you can possibly imagine. Oh, it's like the, it's like the most base-level stereotype you could ever I, put on kids yeah, from I, Africa. Bo- bones through the nose and everything else. I mean, it's, and, it's, and, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's a, it's a definite – this is the times that was, and granted, granted, now this movie was made in Mexico, and so that's that that adds a whole other spin of uh, perception. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, like, there's a sure, that's the, perce- the perception is here is the perception of the kids. Here's the kids of Africa, right? The kids and the kids in the Middle East, uh, they are they're they're like working on guns. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they like literally have guns. <laughs> And I mean, it's that way throughout the whole, the, the you know, uh, so th- that's how it starts. And he, they're making these toys and it's basically just a, it's like a 10 minute uh, session. I think the kids are working, the kids nothing. are working for like pennies on the dollar, I guess. I don't know. Right. But they're not really making anything. They're just singing songs. I was like, well, this isn't very productive. Very weird. Very weird. So the German, has- German kids are wearing lederhosen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just imagine whatever you think. You know, they didn't have kids from the Netherlands, but if they did, I'm sure they'd have been, wooden you know, wearing wooden shoes and and yes. and, and rolling around on a windmill. You the know? American I mean, kids had like a little cowboy hat on. Or was that the kids from Spain? No, the kids from America had had the cowboy hat. Okay, yeah. And you know, the kids from uh from uh, England saying London Bridge is falling down. Right. And, I mean, it's just you know. Just crazy, right? Gosh. <laughs> so Santa is given this this thing that has like a little devil on it by one of the kids from Mexico, right? Right, and they think they say this is they basically say, "Hey, who ordered this? This is a toy." And Santa's like, "I've never seen this toy. How does it work?" <clears throat> and the one little kid goes, "Well, here you light it up." Yeah. So he gets a sparkler and he lights it, and it's this like little devil that spins around and around. And then once that happens, boom, we are transported in literally into hell. And they're they're down there with a bunch of uh, devil looking guys that are doing a, uh, you know, uh, just a dance routine, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, prancing about. 
Uh, and then you hear a loud voice, and it says, okay, you guys get out of here, uh, but we need to go take care of Santa because, you know, Christmas is coming, and, and there's this good spirit, and we got to get rid of, we got to get rid of Santa Claus, and pitch, you know, you're, you're my, you're my guy to go do this, and if you don't do this, then you are going to be not going to get to stay down in hell and eat hot coals. You're going to have to go up and eat ice cream. Gosh. Okay, so Pitch Pitch has um, a job to do, and it is to do uh, Satan's bidding. Okay. Correct. I didn't yeah. realize. Now, I growing up, I, you may be in the same way. There, are, there was a, a, a some people that would basically point to uh, Santa Claus as a negative part of Christmas uh, and and maybe even equate him to uh, maybe dark dark problematic things about Christmas sure I, and basically I mean the people that do that and 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 I am a very I'm I'm a rather religious guy yeah and I you know I I'm thankful for my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that's why I celebrate Christmas I that's the number one thing right why I love Christmas but I mean some people it's it goes beyond that and they feel that anything that takes away from that yes is 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 sacrilegious and I, I don't believe that but I you know some people feel that way you know I think it I I don't really understand that because I think there's you you can celebrate Christmas for the for the true reason of Christmas yes but you can also have fun with your kids uh, you know they're too whenever they're believing in Santa Claus they're really too young to really get you know to understand okay this is this is what you know Christianity is all about right <clears throat> but yeah I mean in this movie though it, it doesn't really have anything to do with that it's just you got to go stop Santa you know <laughs> pitch you've got to go do this and pitch doesn't want to pitch doesn't want to you know he's like no I don't want to go up there you know in and, and and the devil threatens him and says no you have to go do this if you don't you can't stay down here you can't continue to eat hot coals you are going to have to go eat ice cream chocolate <laughs> ice cream instead and and, and and pitch is like no it's 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 and he literally says this it's bad for my digestion <laughs> Now, I don't know if that means that he needs to get X-Lax or a Beano or what the problem is, <laughs> but it, it's something where Pitch, I mean, he is completely against this, but he he says, okay, I'm going to go do it. He goes up, he burns a newspaper that says, uh, basically, you know, Christmas spirit, uh, you know, is taking, you know, is all over the earth, so Pitch can't have that. He burns a newspaper, you know, to show just how he's not going to put up with this. He goes and he starts uh, tempting children. Uh, and, and this movie was made in Mexico, so it's all little Mexican children. And there's basically uh, three primary children. Well, th there's three primary groups of children. One is a, a child who has uh, whose parents are rich. And they basically just leave him at home while they go out yes. uh, whining and dining. Uh-huh. You know, they're just like, okay, you know, you go ahead and go to bed. If you get bored, they literally say this. If you get bored, there's the piano. Go practice it. It's like a baby grand piano. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and they, instead, they're like, okay, go to bed. Uh, we're going to go out drinking. 
and, you know, dining, uh, you know, so they go and do that. Um, and all that little kid wants is he, he just wants his parents. He just wants, he just wants to be with his, with his family. (laughs) There is a little girl who is so cute. Her name is Lupita and she just wants a doll and her parents are just unlike the, the rich kid. Her parents are so poor. They can't even afford like a velvet Elvis on the wall or anything. (laughs) You know, know, the classy, the the finer things in life. Oh yeah. 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 Velvet Elvis. (laughs) <laughs> they have a their their wall decorations consist of like a, a calendar that they obviously got from like a uh, uh, mechanic shop or something, <laughs> and and a honest to god crowbar. That's what's hanging on their wall. Nothing says <clears throat> festive like a crowbar. Absolutely. So they're there, and and just to give you an idea how poor they are and how desperate for money they are. The dad actually is out on new, or excuse me, on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, trying to find employment. No, and not Christmas Eve at like two in the afternoon, at like nine o'clock at night. Well, he's looking for gigs, man. Work workers never rest. You you're, you got to be. You've always got to be. Uh, you got to be closing, man. Like, got to find a way. Find a and way. Then, <clears throat> the last kids, it's three brothers, and they are very uh, evil little children. The devil easily uh, influences them to throw a rock through, like, a storefront window. And, yeah, Santa, you know, Santa has to go down and, you know, attempt to deliver uh, presents to these children. Or, you know, in the case of the, the rich little kid, he, he goes and basically gives... He goes to the restaurant where the parents are. He makes them a cocktail. The cocktail of remembrance. Oh my gosh! Which that is okay. So weird that like they're in that restaurant and he's like, "I have a, I have a drink you can have that will make you remember your favorite moment of of Christmas ever." Which is like, would we would be really really weird if your waiter said that to you? Yeah, and then and then the, the, and then uh, he gives him this this drink that's like literally like smoking. Huh. And they, so they take a drink of it, and they're like, "You know what? I, I don't think that was a waiter. I remember that <laughs> that that man. I remember his face from when I was a little girl." And the husband goes, "Oh, you know, that's impossible. If if you knew him when he was a little girl, he'd be dead and buried by now." Oh my god! You know, basically saying you're a, you're an old woman. You're old. But then they remember, you know what? They, then all of a sudden they're like, "You know what? We should go see our son." Maybe, maybe, so yeah. Santa Claus, you know, in, 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 in to to compress this down, you know, thirty second synopsis like we did at the beginning. <laughs> what what we did, what he did is he he got the parents drunk. He got the parents drunk on God knows what that caused them to say, you know what, we should go see our son that we never ever pay any attention to. What a merry Christmas that will be for him. Oh my gosh, love it. Love it, and yeah. well, the three now the three boys are the easiest, are the more most easily influenced by pitch. Um, they uh, willingly go along, like you said earlier. They they break a glass uh, in a storefront. They try to uh, pitch has this scheme to try to trip up uh, Santa on the rooftop with this uh, tight wire, like he's not going to see this tight wire across the way. And um, right. the boys are involved with that as well. Correct. Correct. And that is, you know, that is their plan. They actually say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make Santa our slave. 
That is literally their plan. <laughs> is they're going to capture Santa and enslave him. Oh, Santa. Poor Santa. Oh, poor, poor Santa. Um, which is really weird they said that. By the way, we're going to enslave him. Wow. Like, this yeah, got, I, I don't this know. got what, real. What, yeah, I mean, uh, and to th- when you think about it, he does have, he has these different things. And they, they actually do something that most, you know, uh, representations of Santa just completely ignore. And that is, they explain how he can... You know, going to going to houses that don't have chimneys. Yes. Uh, how he can sneak past. How he can, you know, uh, sneak past people. How he can do all these things because he has the, the flower to disappear. He has this little parasol, a little umbrella. Yes. That allows him to slowly descend to like jump off buildings and descend to earth. Yes. He has a magic key that allows him to go into any door, and all these different things. Some are given to him by Merlin the magician. All this different stuff that where they do actually explain, unlike other things, other other ones where they're just like, okay, well, Santa can he has know, magic. disappear. These yeah, elves, he has magic. Yeah, yeah. Now, so you, yeah, and that's what you're you're getting at. This is that this Santa is more technology based than yes. he is. Well, and I guess Merlin has actual magic. I guess. I guess. Well, you know what it is. It's kind of like I can't. Believe or is Merlin I, their tech I, guy? I guarantee you no one's ever made this connection between this movie and uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Thor. Okay. Where they, they, they say that, you know, Thor is like, you know, this are, uh, you know, what I have is like magic meets technology. And that's what Santa has as well. In fact, yes. I think that um, uh, it's a uh, card. Uh, who did you say the director of, uh, was, the producer oh, of this? Again. Hold on one second. Uh, 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 card. Oh, card- Cardio, Cardio. Sorry. Yeah, not, I, 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 I didn't want to mispronounce his name. I think William, the family well, now the, state... the, the director is Rene Cardono. Right. Um, Cardona. Now the <laughs> this is written by Aldolfo Torres Portillo and Rene mm-hmm. Cardono. So I'm going to assume that those guys also co-wrote uh, for Marvel as well. Well, I and if they if they didn't, they need <clears throat> they really should get their lawyers on the phone. To you know, go to Disney and say, "Hey, you know, you really ripped us off." This but, is the same type of mythology. Um, now, uh, Cordona. Hopefully, he's uh, got some family around. He uh, he is he passed away in 1988. Didn't even know he was sick. Uh, he <laughs> didn't even know he was ill. Uh, you know, he was born in Cuba, mm-hmm. Havana, actually. Um, and then uh, the other guy, Aldolfo. Uh, Torres Potillo, we don't have a real name for him. That's probably actually just Pitch. Pitch probably wrote this. Mm, yes. Um, but um, Santa then, uh, he is, to close out the, the plot of this movie, he uh, he is he has to make his last run. Uh, Pitch is trying to keep him out to daybreak. He's trying to keep him out all night uh, and and slow him down because then if he's, uh, if he's around during the day, he disappears. If he he can't get he can't go back. Yes, he, he can't go back. He can't go back if he does not get out of there by daybreak. And the last delivery that he makes, he, he has a run in with Pitch, and Pitch can't do anything directly to Santa. And this is actually pretty biblical because the devil can't do anything to us, but he can. You know, he has the power of suggestion, right? Yes, I agree. Convinces yeah. people to do bad things, right? And that's what happens in this movie. He con- convinces all these nitwits who don't have a clue 
hey, there's somebody out there. They're gonna, you know, there's there's a burglar out there. You need to go out there, and and he's trying to get people to be able to see. Hey, look, it's Santa. So Santa gets he gets caught up in a he gets literally chased into a tree <laughs> by a by a by a dog named Dante. <sighs> and Dante <laughs> trees Santa yes. like a coon hound. Yes. Puts him up in the tree and Santa's like, "Oh no, what am I going to do? You know, oh, I've got to get out of here." The dialogue by the way is unbelievable. Oh, I am stuck in I am stuck in a tree. Oh, oh what what will I do? Oh. And he starts screaming for Merlin the magician. Merlin who, who who hears him and tells him, "Okay, reach into your bag. There's a toy cat. Throw the toy cat." It's almost like one of those um it reminds me of and I'm going to date myself here. Those point and click adventures from like the 90s. Yes. Like uh you know, Secret of Monkey Island and stuff. Yes. And so they basically, Santa basically goes into his bag, gets a toy cat out, throws toy cat at dog. Toy cat runs away. Dog chases toy cat. Yes. Santa gets down. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and that saves him because if he, if Pitch alerts the neighborhood um, and the neighborhood comes out looking for him and they don't want to. And they all have guns, by the way. They've yes, all, with guns. They've all They're brandished guns. We're, we've got to protect our neighborhood. One's got a revolver. One's got a shotgun. We're going to protect our neighborhood, uh, and we must find him. Well, anyway, then the fire department shows up also and uh, ends up spraying pitch with, with water. Absolutely. Santa makes Absolutely. A, Santa makes one final delivery. Who is it to? He delivers to Lapita. He gives her the doll that you know she wanted so badly and then he goes back up to to his castle in the sky in heaven you know santa's santa's, santa's castle in heaven jeez santa's castle next to heaven where okay next let's talk about heaven. the goods and bads in this movie the goods um to me one really solid good to this movie like a legitimate movie good a legitimate movie good is the story it, it, it's it's complete black and white. There is no shade of gray. You have a good guy, Santa Claus. You have a bad guy, Pitch. They fight in ridiculous manners that I absolutely love. Yes, it, it it's just so clear, and it's and it's the the. I, I you know what I'm going to scratch that. That that is a good. My number one favorite good of this is the dubbing of the dialogue. Oh, a lot of my. the dialogue doesn't make sense. Any sense. When Santa is singing, oh, my. he sings lines that are in even like your wildest dreams wouldn't rhyme, but uh. he sings them in such a way they should. Right. Well, and it's probably because they didn't have they didn't have any sort of ownership of other actual Christmas songs, and they wouldn't have said it's like this weird, like I don't know, like I don't understand. Like, like you're right though, I understand that, and the dubbing is I, fun to watch. I don't think they had ownership of of a thesaurus, or a, a, <laughs> absolutely they didn't. They didn't have a rhyming dictionary. I can tell you that, or the basic understanding of Santa not having a connection with Merlin the magician. I, yeah, weird. Yeah, um, yeah. bads. What are the bads other than the obvious things? What What are the things that um, you were like, that was really stupid. Because I understand that. Now you talked about the the keymaker guy. Oh yeah, yeah, the blacksmith, the big shirtless, 
hairy, redheaded blacksmith. My gosh. Oh, man. The, 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 the bads... I, you know, I don't know. Over the years, I have grown to love this movie so much that I, I'm trying to think of anything that is bad. Uh, one thing, and they cut this out of the... Some of the sequences go a little too long, uh-huh. especially in the unedited version. Right. Uh, there's a scene where uh, Lupita is talking to these giant dolls and that segment seems that to is go on weird by the way that is really really weird because ever. because the dolls are uh uh pitch working through the dolls right to make her yes. do bad stuff in her dreams how creepy right. are you kidding me yeah, that, that's creepy yeah, that, that yeah that that part i would uh, that would uh, that would be the bad again you you would never notice it in the mystery science theater version because it is uh because Tr- truncated, it is shorter. truncated. Yeah. Yeah. The only other bad is that people that have seen this that would want to know would, would, I mean, I didn't even know. And I had watched this movie for, you know, 15 years and I never knew about the shorts and the shorts, the shorts hmm. are, I, I mean, they make this look like, you know, it's a wonderful life or something. Because they are so out there, they make so little sense. They're so badly produced, and I mean, it's just I, I, the bad is that people don't know about those shorts. Because if you knew this movie and you had any fondness for the movie, you got to see those shorts because so they're just funny. awful, random, random stuff, random stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know if you rate this movie. Like I normally rate this one horrible, the five horribles. Um, uh-huh. I, I it, this is, at, at, in the same breath that it's a five, for all the movie making reasons that it's a five, in mm-hmm. your estimation, you're like, well, I love watching this in a Christmas movie, so mm-hmm. I can't say that it's bad. I can't say that it's horrible, other than the fact that it's just like a, I don't know, a crazy weird. It it's bad, but it, it it's out a classic thing. case of it's bad, mm-hmm. but it goes so far off the cliff. Yes, and it goes so far around that it absolutely comes back to being awesome. We've done about three, I think three movies that they did on Mister Science Theater three thousand on this show. We did this one now. Uh, we did mm-hmm. Boggy Creek two, and okay. we did uh, Time Chasers. Oh, time chasers! Oh, where they, yeah, so they, they're flying in that plane, yes. and that had the world's wimpiest uh, hero oh, he's and a the hero. girl with the with the mom jeans. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Like, and so, but all those and the, all all the ones we've done of that from that show on this, they've all been this same way. Where you go, I truly enjoyed watching them. Like, I could watch them, just watch them because they're so stupid. Like, just so like. What's right. even happening? Yeah, and so yeah. the 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 room is another movie that we've done on here that's this, oh, yeah. it's similar, uh, where it's just fun to watch. Like it's just fun to just be like, wow, this is so bad. You know, it, it, and you have a movie like this. Like I said, I I will watch this every year if I'm in a bad mood. I I just want to watch this. Whereas I have other terrible Christmas movies that I never ever want to see again. You know, Hulk Hogan's Santa with muscles. Right. Which you I watched you that did on and I wrote about did it. You do that? Yeah, you did that on this show. Oh man, I and I would never, ever, ever. I don't think I'd ever want to go back and watch that again. Yeah, it's beyond. You know, I, it's I, beyond I just bad. wouldn't. Yeah, it's beyond yeah. bad. Um, this is your second Christmas movie to do on this show. 
Because you did that one last time you were on. Uh-huh. But we did it in like July because you were leading up to, it may have been in August, because we you, you were leading up to, uh, was it Russell K? Russell Cast. Uh, Starcast. Starcast. Yeah. Yeah. Star, yeah. Starcast, that was so fun. Yeah. Oh, let's, actually, let's do that. Let's segue. Uh, let's uh, let's segue to that real quick. Um, talk about that experience, and, and actually, let's just tell people they can go back in the archives and listen to our "Standing with Muscles" uh, episode that RD was on, and uh, we go in great length about Starcast. Um, and it, this was an event that Conrad Thompson put together, and everybody, the, basically everybody that was not on the WWE roster, was at this event, right? I mean, it was the the most loaded. Uh, wrestling convention I had ever seen. I was I was so thrilled, so blessed to be a part of it. Conrad was a great guy. Everyone there, you know, I, I honestly most of the times I, I always think, you know, I'm just some hack that that writes for for you know created wrestlecrap.com, a comedy website about wrestling, and I never think of it as anything more than that. I'm just some dude that you know kills time by writing about terrible wrestling, right? And, but everyone at that show treated us so well from Conrad. I was thinking about it this morning. I I, I met Jeff Jarrett there and he produced, he produced one of the, um, one of the panels I was on and he treated me like a king, uh, SoCal Val. There were all these people that, that were just so awesome and it just made you want to, do your absolute best for these people because they're they're treating you great. You want to you want to see them succeed, um, and that that weekend was really cool because it was, you know, it was almost like, you know, and obviously I wasn't I wasn't around, um, you know, uh, back then. But you know, some of those late '60s, um, you know, music events. Oh yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it was something where this could be something that really changes the wrestling business. Yes. Because you have this young group of wrestlers who don't want to go to WWE. They want to f- go off on their own. They want to make this a success. And they've done it all through social media. Mm-hmm. They've done it all through YouTube. They do not have anything else other than this. And you're just like... I want to be part of that. I want to see this succeed because it, it's a happening. It, 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 it was so neat. <clears throat> and I met one of the, one of the main guys, uh, they're, they're called the young bucks. Right. And I met one of them that morning, uh, in the hotel. I just saw him and I said, Hey, you know, can I get my picture with you? And he's like, sure. I mean, it's just the nicest guy. And I said, um, I said, you understand what you're doing, right? I said, you're, you're, changing this business you're trying to revolutionize this business you're trying to change this business and that's something really cool that not a lot of people can say and he, he looked at me and i'll never forget he goes well you know i i hope i hope it succeeds and he was like so humble about it and i was like dude i hope it succeeds too right <laughs> right and, and well it's like that that uh mindset and if you're listeners if you're not wrestling fans understand like uh Wrestling has has been for for better or worse has been for the last I don't know since WCW went 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 away uh, has been completely uh, ran by WWE and like again for better or worse I I still watch uh, wrestling fairly fairly regularly like the 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 current product um, but 
the um, I think for you and I both, RD, I think that uh, in our minds, I think the wrestling, the best wrestling has already happened. And I would love for, like you're talking about the Young Bucks or how Cody, how Cody uh, Rhodes is doing what he's doing um, and taking it off of the beaten path a little bit and just doing your own thing. And whether that's supplementing Japan with a Ring of Honor, with uh, uh, with uh, even, I mean, heck, even TNA or like Impact. Uh, and like I said, New Japan and, and that sort of stuff. So. To me, it was almost, and I kept trying to think of what it was. It was, it was, and and obviously it was way before my time. But Woodstock, yeah, and you're you know, talking, I, you're I talking felt about like that. it yeah, was, yeah. It so much felt like that at that show because everyone was in a great mood and everyone wanted to see this succeed. Whether that was uh, old timers, you know, whether that was hacks writing a web you know, on a website like me, whether that was. <laughs> You know, uh, you know whether it was, uh, you know, I'll never forget because I was on there with Kevin Sullivan. No, I, and, yeah, and your panel was, and I'll, I'll cue this up for you. The uh, RD's panel, folks, was uh, it was basically the death of WCW, which is a book that RD wrote um, with is it with Brian Alvarez, correct? Yep. And yep. you guys wrote that book. Uh, what year was that? Oh, what? Oh five. Oh five. And uh, and which I felt like I remember when I when I read it when it came out, it was like. It was the it was a good amount of time after enough of, of it was enough amount of time after WCW had went under that someone could take a look at it and be like here's what you know here's what here's the causes of it and now with you know a couple decades basically now away yeah everyone can go back and be like well of course it was this this and this and you know it, there's a bevy of things but it was a good it's a good book it's well written nice. but your panel was uh, you and Eric Bischoff, and then we had Kevin Sullivan, who was a booker and who was, you know, on with WCW for a long time. Who else was on that panel? Uh, and uh, David Penzer. Okay, there we go. So yeah, well, um, yeah, it, it, it was a fun, it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was it was very interesting, and it was one of those weird things that the 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 most interesting stuff happened after the panel was over. Uh huh. And in a lot of ways, you know, Bischoff was was playing his character, you know, calling me all kinds of names and, <laughs> um, you know, flipped me off whenever he got on stage with me. And um, but afterwards, at the end, because I said, you know, we wrote a lot of nice things in the book about you. And so I don't understand why you, why you hate the book so much. I, I actually made a joke of it. And I said I, at the beginning, I said, I understand why you hate the book so much. And I, I handed out. uh these uh, cutouts, yes. these little stick heads uh, yes. that were were Bischoff's face uh, that was on the cover of the book, and, and I said, I know that's why you hate it, but I mean, he got he he it was funny because he told me before we went on stage, he said, just so you know, I don't do comedy, <laughs> and I was like, well, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm the WrestleCrap guy, I do, yeah, or at least I try to, yeah, well, you and, do, you do do comedy, yeah, so so we we uh, we did that and. You know, he was, you know, kind of angry and, and bitter during the thing. But afterwards, you know, he, we shook hands and we took some funny photos together where we're, you know, I'm shaking his hand and he's flipping me off and <laughs> we're shaking hands and we're smiling. And there's one where someone had taken a shot where we were walking outside. I saw, I saw that one. I saw that one online. Oh, yeah. and it looks like we're holding hands, right? So I mean, funny. it was so like, funny. So good. Yeah. But is he a pretty yeah. nice guy? Uh, overall 
I mean, other than other than when he was he flipping was, you off, <laughs> he was. You know, Eric was. I mean, he was what he said. He goes, "I'm not funny. I'm not comedic," and uh, he was very he was very firm in his beliefs. But I I understand that there there are things in my life where I'm firm in my beliefs too. And if someone else comes and says, "Hey, I didn't view. I don't view this the exact same way as you do." Uh, that's fine, and I'm fond of of saying um, there's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. Yes, and uh, I I think that's the case with with uh, myself and Eric Bischoff. I I have no no uh, ill feelings towards him. I doubt that he even remembers me, to be honest. But I mean, it's something where uh, you know we were able to make some people. Uh, laugh and and have some fun and uh, you know arguing about WCW is if to me it's almost like arguing about like the death penalty there's nothing I'm going to say that is going to make say a pro Eric Bischoff person yes say you know you're right RD and there's nothing that Bischoff is going to say that is going to make a pro RD person say you're right Eric Bischoff right it's just gonna work well so. and I, I i've said this before and we, we can rep, rep, start to wrap this up but i tell you what like i loved wcw uh, the, i loved oh. it when the presentation of it was different yes. than the presentation of wwe or wwf yes. at the time and that's what i liked about it and then when it be, and then when it became a parody and like we're just gonna do knockoff versions of it i mean and they were just trying they were reaching like i i, I yeah i don't fault anybody i know a lot of people give like vince russo a lot of grief i you know he's hired to do a job he's going to come in and try to do the best he can with the gig and it, it was they were it was already in a spiral it wasn't like he came on and and it was it was going to be tough to salvage it no matter who came on and did it it was something that on the panel i brought this up i said you know we're all here today we're all here at you know at starcast not because of starcast we're all here because of all in which was the, the you know the wrestling yeah, show, which was like sold and out said, in like minutes, which is unreal. Yeah, I said this is, you know, these kids are trying to change the business, and I said Eric Bischoff changed the business too. I brought this up in Death of WCW. I mean, he absolutely changed the business. We should all not be arguing with each other about WCW. We should all be here realizing, you know. These kids are trying to do what Bischoff did years ago. Yes. Change an industry, change a business that had become completely stagnant. And it wasn't relevant at all. Right. That's what those kids were trying. That's what uh, the all-in folks were trying to do. And I I really hope that they can do it. I, I It's good to have alternatives. And yeah, that's what was great about WCW. It wasn't the WWF. It wasn't WWE. It was right. something entirely different. Well, an independent independent wrestling right now is actually, I mean, it's it's pretty alive. I mean, it's it's like yeah. it's really moving right now. Uh, now there's not a clear cut. This is the number two, and they're pushing the WWE out. Right. I don't know that you'll ever. I don't know that you'll ever see that again. Just the way that Vince does business. I mean, he is he is uh, and Triple H and everybody else, but like they um, they know their competition now better than anybody, well, and it's always one. They're always looking over that shoulder. They're going to find a way to stay on top. So, yep. And they, but they battle them. I think they battle themselves more than they battle anything else now, which is amazing. Think about that well, they, as having a problem. Yeah. You know, they need to do something because I mean, when, uh, they're so incredibly stagnant and so incredibly 
uh, structured, sterile is the word yeah. I always use. They need to change it up somehow. But, yeah. Uh, last, last thing, I did a uh, panel um, in Louisville not that long ago. How far are you away from Louisville? Oh my gosh, I, I'm uh, right up the road from Louisville. I'm okay. about an hour and a half. Oh well, and and here's what I did, and I, and we're still recording, but I and this probably will go on the show, but um, I should have. I don't know when I figured it out, but I, I saw at some post you had online, you were at an arcade or something you were doing. I know you have a, you have, you have a great love for, for retro video games, right? Absolutely. Right. And so I saw that post and I was like, oh my gosh, RD should have come to Louisville and been on this panel. It was at Louisville Supercon. And yep. it, it was just for like an X-Men movie where we did it. But it would have been great sure. to, to connect with you. You could have come to the con. We could have hung out. If we go back next year... Uh, I'd love to have you come down and and uh, we'll just hang out and at that con and do that panel. There was uh, Jim Cornette was at this con. Um, uh-huh. Kane was there. Booker T was there. Mark Henry. It was amazing. Like it oh, was Mark Henry. The, there was so the many, man I managed in my last match. Well, you would have loved to. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we could have. Sure, he doesn't remember. Well, me, anyway, so. I I awkwardly I talked about this a couple shows ago. I awkwardly talked to him. And it was like the most like I was like I was oddly nervous. It was really weird. Sure. Anyway, so anyway, next no, year. No, I love I love doing this show with you. I would I yeah. anytime you want to have me on, yeah. I would do this show in a heartbeat. Right, buddy. I love talking about horrible wrestling. Yes. Or excuse me. Well, I love talking about horrible wrestling. And, yeah. I think as you can tell just by how I've talked on this show. Yeah. I love talking about horrible movies. Dude, it's probably fun. equally as much. Absolutely. So I, I I saw that on there. I saw that online. I was like, oh, I bet he's pretty close to to Louisville. I, and I, it was yeah. a couple days after we got back, and I was like, I I wish I would have known that because I just would have said, hey, come on down and you can be on this panel. We could have. There was so many. Scott Steiner was there. Teddy Long. There was a ton of wrestling people. There it was really weird. Wow, a ton yeah, of. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So. Yeah. So where where are you at in relation Springfield. to Louisville? We're in Springfield, Missouri. And so I have a, <laughs> okay. but, but I have a friend that lives in Louisville. And so I was like I was like, you know, I I used it as an excuse, obviously. Let's go see my friend Steven. And we'll so is it and, an eight hour drive? Uh, I did it in about seven. We did it in about okay. seven. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It was doable. So yeah. anyway, but next time we come out that way, um, yeah, I'll I'll let you know and we'll we'll you uh you can get on that panel and it'll be fun. So Oh, that'd be great. Cool, bud. Well, um, all right. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, RD, uh, anything else you want to pitch before you before you head out? Just check out WrestleCrap.com, the very worst in wrestling. Uh, we actually have a new, and this will tie in to uh, the movie we reviewed today. Uh, we have a new section that says, Ye Old Wrestling Movies. Ooh. And you are, excuse me, ye old Christmas movies, ye old <laughs> Christmas movies. And that will uh, show you everything that we have ever written about some of these terrible wrestling mo- Christmas movies. One of these days, I'll get it right. These all Christmas good. movies, all good. including uh, El Santa Claus, which we reviewed today here on the show. Cool. All right, bud. Uh, thanks for coming in, folks. Uh Check us out online at uh, One Horrible Movie on uh, Twitter. Uh, just check us out, The Horrible Movie, po- Horrible Movie Podcast on Facebook, and then uh, TheHorribleMoviePodcast.com. Uh, just check us out. Guys, thanks for tuning in. RD, thank you so much. Absolutely. Later. 
The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.